0: On today's episode, I'll be getting into part two of my Chicago Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. Tune in to see who checks in at numbers 11 through 15. And I'll also be discussing Jason Dickinson being the latest Blackhawk to receive a contract extension and why his $4.25 million AAV is no big deal over the next two years. All that and plenty more right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day as always thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day i'm your host jack bushman you can go and give me a follow on x at jack bushman two, and make sure to go and follow my strictly blackhawks account at talk and hockey for all the latest blackhawks news and updates And also, if you like what you're watching here today, a quick reminder to please go and show some support by smashing the like button, commenting down below and subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. And on the flip side, if you're tuning into the audio version of today's show and you like what you're listening to, please make sure to go rate and review the show. It it really does help me out tremendously and all of that. 100% is 100% free. It won't cost you anything. So please, make sure to go and help the boy out real quick. And also, gotta let you know, today's episode is sponsored by GameTime. Make sure to go and download the Game Time app right now. And when you do, create an account and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps to get $20 off to sporting events, concerts, or theater events near you. Alright, good morning everyone. Again, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Happy Wednesday. Hope everyone's day is off to a good start here thus far, even though I know it's still pretty chilly here in the Chicagoland area, but on the bright side, it does look like the temperatures are slowly going to start rising as the weekend creeps toward us. And I think even next Monday, it's supposed to be a high of 34, we'll Probably feel like it's in the 50s or 60s, considering how frigid it's been here lately. So hope everyone's managing to hang through it, staying warm, staying safe, and all that good stuff. On today's episode, of course, as I'm sure you've all noticed by the title and the thumbnail, I'm going to be getting into part two of my Chicago Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. And actually, this show was supposed to drop yesterday morning, and the final segment was me breaking down Uh, whether or not Jason Dickinson was going to be the next Blackhawk to receive a contract extension. I also took a little bit of a stab as to what I imagined a deal would potentially look like, and then literally, like, Five minutes after I got done recording yesterday, the Blackhawks announced that they had extended Jason Dickinson, and then I had to go to work like 20 minutes later, so wasn't able to get uh, another show out yesterday morning. I do apologize for that, but running it back here today and then obviously updating my third and final segment is the Dickinson extension is now official at this point in time, but to kick things off for segment one here, I'm going to be getting into part two of my Chicago Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. Make sure to go and check out part one. If you haven't done so already kind of only makes sense to go in chronological order here. Right. Um, Part one dropped on Monday afternoon. Make sure to go and check it out. You can easily find it on the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. And also make sure you're interacting with me down below in the comment section all throughout these episodes where I'm getting into my midseason prospect rankings because I know I'm not going to have the same list as everyone out there. And it's always fun seeing kind of where we feel the same, where we all differentiate. So make sure to go and let me know as to your opinions, whether some guys are too high or too low or just right down below in the comment section. But as a quick reminder, the honorable mentions that I had from last week were Antti Sorella, Ryder Rolston, Tage Harding, Dominic James, Dominic Bassey, and Victor Haranbor. And then in part one, a quick little recap for those who may have forgotten has been 48 hours. Numbers 20, I had two number 20s coming in at uh, those spots were Samuel Savoie and Aiden Thompson. Number 19 was Ilya Safinov, sixth round pick a couple of years ago. That's uh, developed really nicely over in Russia. Number 18 is Landon Slaggard, a big senior season for him with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Number 17 is Paul Ludwinski, the captain of the Kingston Frontenac's. That's having a really breakout type of season offensively as well. And then number 16 to wrap things up on Monday in part one was none other than 2023 second round pick Martin Mishiak. Starting things off here today. First things first, coming in at number 15 is 19 year old third round pick. Nick Lardis went 67th overall in the 2023 NHL draft. He's a 5 foot 11, 175 pound goal scoring winger. And I'll tell you what, Blackhawks fans, when Nick Lardis fell to the Hawks at number 67, outside of their first round selections, outside of Bedard and Oliver Moore still somehow sliding all the way to number 19. I don't know if there was any draft pick I loved more than Nick Lardis at number 67 because there were a lot of uh, scouts and draft analysts who gave this guy a late first round to early to mid second round grade but the Blackhawks got him at number 67 all the way in the third round and the reasoning for that is outside of the goal scoring there are some concerns about whether or not Nick Lardis can play against grown men and also what he kind of brings to the table when the puck isn't on his stick but when the puck is on his stick make no mistake about it he is a special type of goal scorer so far this season in his first 37 games for the Hamilton Bulldogs Nick Lardis has 50 points 29 goals and 21 assists and that was kind of the same story when he was acquired uh, by Hamilton at the midway point of last season from Peterborough for whatever reason Lardis just Never got it going with the Peterborough Peets, but as soon as he stepped in with the Hamilton Bulldogs last year, he had 25 goals and 21 assists in his first 33 games with the team. He's picked up right where he left off so far this year with 29 goals in his first 37 games. One of the top goal scorers in the entire Ontario hockey league. And when we're talking about his strengths, number one is undoubtedly that shot of his. I also think he has a good offensive IQ and, puts himself in a lot of good situations and gets a lot of odd man rushes because of his play recognition. I also think he doesn't have top end speed, but he's got enough speed to keep up at the NHL level. And that's certainly going to help his goal scoring abilities as well. But as far as the weaknesses go, I kind of already outlined them. It's his play away from the puck, whether or not he's going to be a consistent enough defensive player to make it to the NHL. The playmaking also kind of Leaves you with a little more to be desired considering how talented he is of a goal scorer. Feels like he could work on his playmaking a little bit more, and that would make him uh, a bigger dual threat at the next level. He also definitely needs to fill out into his body a little bit more. Don't mean this rudely. I love you, Nick. You kind of look like a 15 year old boy out there. He's still like a buck 70, a buck 75. He's definitely going to have to get a little stronger if he wants any chance of making it to the NHL, but those goal scoring abilities are going to give him opportunities and the Blackhawks have to like what they've been seeing out of Nick Lardis so far this season. As far as my projection for him goes, I project him has a middle six goal scoring winger The problem is there just isn't really much to his game other than that. So I think that should be the focus for Nick Lardis before he turns pro is getting stronger and kind of rounding out his game in different areas. But those goal-scoring abilities are super intriguing. That's why I have him coming in at number 15. Next up at number 14, kind of a similar style of player, just a bit of a different flame, frame, excuse me, is 19-year-old fellow third-round pick just in the 2022 NHL draft. I'm talking about Gavin Hayes. Interestingly enough, he went 66 overall in 2022. Well, Nick Lardis went 67th in 2023. It looks like a pair of really awesome third-round selections for the Blackhawks there. I mentioned a little bit of a different frame for Gavin Hayes. He's six foot two, 185 pounds. And so far in 29 OHL games this year combined for the Flint Firebirds and the Sioux Greyhounds. He was actually just traded to Sioux recently to go and join up with his little brother Travis. But in 29 games combined for those two teams, Gavin Hayes has 40 points, 21 goals, and 19 assists. And he's coming off a monster season last year with the Firebirds in which he really broke out following being selected by the Blackhawks. 41 goals and 40 assists in 66 games last year for Gavin Hayes. uh, Was voted on by all the coaches in the OHL. Was uh, voted as to having one of the hardest shots in the entire league. And that shot of his, like Nick Lardis, is... His best offensive attribute. But the one reason why I have Gavin Hayes above Nick Lardis here in my prospect rankings is because there is more versatility to his game. And we just saw this actually uh, when Hayes played for the United States at the 2024 World Junior Championship and helped them win a gold medal there. Didn't really get much of an opportunity uh, at even strength, was kind of the 13th forward in the lineup for most of the tournament, but he got chances on the penalty kill. And I thought he played pretty well there. And given his size, he can also play with, uh, he's not like an overtly physical type of guy, but he can play a little bit more rugged out there. And I really, really like his goal score instincts. One, One thing I've noticed when seeing clips and highlights of Gavin Hayes, it feels like he's always finding good soft spots to open himself up and receive a nice pass in the slot or in high danger areas. He's like teammate friendly in terms of he knows how to get himself open and make it noticeable to his teammates. That's something that's really stood out to me about Gavin Hayes' game. As far as the weaknesses go, kind of similar to Nick Lardis as well. The playmaking, I think, could take a couple of more strides. Even though he's six foot two, only a buck 85, I'd like to see Gavin Hayes fill out that frame a little bit more and that will help him just get stronger on the puck. That's one thing I've noticed as well. He can kind of get pushed around a little bit for a guy who's six foot two getting stronger, getting sturdier on his skates. Those are things that are going to uh, help him reach the next level as well. As far as my projection goes for Gavin Hayes, I also have him as a middle six goal scoring winger, but I also have him as a Swiss army knife type of piece, potentially kind of like a, maybe like a Ryan Donato is someone who comes to mind or, Uh, a Drake Kajula, someone who can kind of go up and down the lineup. I think Gavin Hayes has more skill than both of those guys, by the way, but someone who can just go up and down the lineup and kind of fill into different roles. And I also think there's a possibility that he could play on the penalty kill in the future. And given the talent that the Blackhawks have in their prospect pool, they need guys who can kind of provide different type of skill sets out there. And I think Gavin Hayes has the ability to do just that. And that's why I have him, coming in ahead of Nick Lardis here at number 14. All right, there are numbers 14 and 15 in my mid-season prospect rankings. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the final three names before I reach my top 10. But first, I got to talk to you all about game time. You shouldn't have to worry or stress when you're buying tickets to the next big event, and game time is the fastest and the easiest way for you to purchase all of your tickets, whether you're going to a sporting event, a concert, a theater event, or whatever it may be, I always use game time whenever I'm needing tickets. And I've used game time for probably close to a decade now at this point, ever since I was in high school going down to the UC to check out the dynasty era of the Chicago Blackhawks. It's always been the cheapest. It's always been the fastest. And another thing I love is how they send me pictures of my seat before I purchase or uh, before I arrive. So I know exactly what to expect when I get there. I highly recommend you all go and download the GameTime app right now. And when you do, make sure to use the promo code NHL in all caps when you create an account. And that way you can get $20 off with your first purchase. Yes, you heard me right. You can get $20 off to come see the Chicago Blackhawks play at the United Center this season. All you have to do, download GameTime, create an account, Use the promo code NHL in all caps. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, game time. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, the Blackhawks take on the Buffalo Sabres for the second and final meeting this season out in Buffalo. Sounds like it could be a snowy afternoon snowy night there in western new york and you can catch all of the blackhawks hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app all you have to do is go and search blackhawks all right segment two picking up where i left off after nick lardis checked in at number 15 and gavin hayes checked in at number 14 coming in at number 13 is roman Kansarov, 19 year old second round pick for the blackhawks in the 2023 nhl draft their first of two second-round picks, he went 44th overall, while Martin Misiak went 55th. And Kansarov is a five-foot-nine, 180-pound winger, kind of a different mold than what we've seen the Blackhawks go with out of their draft picks since Kyle Davidson took over. I mean, even looking at Martin Misiak, someone who's six-foot-two and plays the center position. We've seen what the Blackhawks have done with their later round picks under Kyle Davidson. So it's kind of been rare for them to take a little bit of an undersized skill player under Kyle Davidson's leadership. But I actually really like this gamble, if you will, here on Roman Kansarov in the second round. And I say gamble because it's always a little bit of a gamble when you draft Russian prospects. And actually just recently, Roman Kansarov signed a two-year extension with uh, Metallurg in the KHL that I believe like Foligno and like Jason Dickinson, who I'll get to here in just a moment, uh, runs through the 2025-2026 season, but kind of no harm, no foul. Kansarov will only be 21 or 22 at that time and probably wouldn't have come over anyway. Prospects from Russia really don't ever like playing in the AHL. They'd rather just play in the K over there, or make big time money, and then when they're good enough to go and compete for an NHL roster, that's usually when they tend to come over. Always something to keep an eye on with. Uh, all Russian prospects, not just Roman Kansarov for the Blackhawks, but I really did like them taking a gamble on him. He's already playing uh, professional hockey in the K at 19 years of age, which I think is really valuable experience. 28 games so far this season for Metalurg. He's got 11 points, five goals, and six assists. One thing I have noticed, it's been a little bit of a streaky season for Kansarov as Uh, Most of those points he accrued in probably late November to early December. He's been a little bit quiet here as of late, but undoubtedly does deserve to be playing in the KHL. Played in the uh, defensive-minded, heavily defensive-minded MHL last season and was over a point-per-game guy there with 54 points in 45 games. As far as his strengths go, it's all about speed and motor with Roman Kansarov. He's also got some really good hands, really good playmaking ability. And he's the type of guy who's not afraid to go and try things out there. And I I really like that. Um, I think those creative instincts are something that could be very intriguing with this, uh, high-end Blackhawks forward group that they have in their prospect pool. But the stick handling is really impressive for Kansarov. He can dance around guys and combining that with speed. It could make him a a real big problem in transition for years to come for the Chicago Blackhawks. At least that's the hope, of course. As far as the weaknesses go, kind of similar stuff, considering he's five foot nine, only 180 pounds. The size is a little bit concerning. You'd like to see him get a little bit stronger over these next few years. Uh, the play away from the puck is kind of always a concern with Russians as well. Like, are they going to buy into the team mentality? Are they going to be blocking shots? Are they going to be trying on the defensive end of things? It's kind of something you need to pay attention to with Russians as well. And then his play against grown men is going to be worthy of keeping an eye on just how it goes over in Russia these next couple of years as an undersized guy. Hopefully we'll see Roman Kansarov start to take those leaps and bounds in the K. And hopefully he will be coming over to North America following the 2025-2026 season. I think he's a little bit of a gamble, but there are clearly reasons – Clearly reasons to feel that his upside is super, super high. So as far as my projections go for Kansarov, I think he could be a top to middle six winger. I think he's probably more of a second line guy at best case scenario than a first line guy. But with the speed, the playmaking and the puck handling, if he's able to put it all together a couple years down the road. Uh, the sky really could be the limit with the tools that he has in his arsenal. So Roman Kanserov checks in at number 13. Coming up next at number 12, is Wyatt Kaiser, 21 year old defenseman, third round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2020 NHL draft, went 81st overall, two picks after Landon Slagert, actually. He's a six foot, 185 left handed defenseman who, of course, left the University of Minnesota Duluth following the end of his junior season last spring to join on with the Blackhawks. Played in nine NHL games at the end of the year to burn the first year of his entry-level contract. Looked all right in that nine-game stint, but really, really was impressive during the Blackhawks training camp to earn a roster spot right out of camp. I don't know if anyone had a better training camp than Wyatt Kaiser did, but unfortunately wasn't really able to carry that momentum over into his um, first full NHL stint as a full-time professional had four assists in 23 games this season and so far in Rockford since being reassigned there only has one assist in 12 AHL games um but I feel like Wyatt Kaiser the expectations got kind of wonky for him considering how good his training camp went because I fully believe he was going to follow the Alex Vlasic route which has worked beautifully for the Chicago Blackhawks of course whereas I fully expected Wyatt Kaiser to go and play the majority of this season down in Rockford. Maybe he'd get a few games up in the big leagues, but because he had such a good camp, the Blackhawks just didn't have a choice but to keep him on their opening night roster. Um, But it shouldn't be looked at as a bad thing that Wyatt Kaiser had to go back down to Rockford. Honestly, it was probably in the plans regardless, unless he was going to knock things out of the park at the NHL level. But this is just kind of the progression of things, certainly, as well as for an undersized defenseman who's kind of more so known for his skating abilities, his puck movement, and what he can do with the puck instead of not having it. Like there are definitely areas um, in the defensive zone where Wyatt Kaiser needs to grow. He needs to get more rugged. He needs to get more physical along the boards and in front of his goaltender. And he also needs to just have better defensive awareness and defensive IQ as a whole. Um, Those are the things that he really needs to work on. And, Honestly, it's just going to take time playing against grown men, playing in those opportunities, getting lots of good experience. But that's what he's going to get down in Rockford. And one thing I love to see the Blackhawks do with Alex Vlasic last year, he's not going to be a power play guy in the future with all the defensemen the Blackhawks have. Kevin Korczynski, Wyatt Kaiser, Sam Renzel. It's not going to be Alex Vlasic running the point on the power play for the future. But you want him to develop those playmaking abilities. I think Rockford should be throwing Wyatt Kaiser out there in as many tough defensive situations as he can, just so he can learn and become a little bit more comfortable in those spots. And then the hope is that it'll help him develop defensively uh, very well these next couple of years. And maybe he can make strides like Alex Lasik has here. So don't be too concerned with Wyatt Kaiser's struggles in his first season season. Um, Of professional hockey. He still has a lot of good things about his game. The skating is undeniable, the puck movement, the offensive IQ, the offensive awareness. He's got some really good wheels on him. He's just got some things that he needs to piece together a little bit more. But as far as my projection goes, I have Kaiser as a second to third pairing offensive minded defenseman. Uh, I don't see him as a top pairing guy for the Blackhawks, but I do think he could be a really good second to third pairing piece moving forward so Wyatt Kaiser checks in at number 12 and then at number 11 fellow Blackhawks defenseman prospect here and Sam Renzel who was a first round pick in the 2022 NHL draft went 25th overall after the Blackhawks acquired that pick from Toronto a six foot four 185 right a 185-pound right-handed defenseman who's off to a phenomenal start to his freshman campaign with the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers, 18 points in his first 22 games there, one goal and 17 assists. Also was a third-pairing defenseman for Team USA at the 2024 World Juniors where they just recently won a gold medal. And one thing I also want to put into Blackhawks fans' minds out there, just how young Sam Renzel still is. And how young Kevin Korczynski is. Sam Renzel is four days younger than Kevin Korczynski. They're both still very, very young 19-year-olds. So it's going to be a little bit of a project. Renzel is certainly more of a project than uh, Kevin Korczynski is. But there is a lot to love about this kid at a young age. First and foremost for Sam Renzel, he has the ideal right-handed defenseman frame that the Blackhawks really have been searching for ever since Brent Seabrook left. And I'm not comparing Sam Renzel to Brent Seabrook. They're two very different types of players, but six foot four, you want to see Renzel grow and uh, get a little bit stronger and maybe get up to 200 pounds. But with the shot, the playmaking ability, the skating on the right side, the Blackhawks really need that, especially considering how many left handed defensemen they have in their pipelines. Uh, but he's got some really good offensive IQ, can run the power play from the point uh the skating is awesome the playmaking is awesome there are still some areas where he needs to grow uh like he needs to get better in the dirty areas a little bit more physical needs to round out that frame and just be a bit more consistent in his own end but like i said Wonzell is a little bit of a project and for still being 19 and i kind of expect him to play at the very least 2 years of college hockey maybe even 3 um this is going to be a long term project but in year one, I would say it's a pretty solid success thus far for Sam Renzel. And the reason why I have him ahead of Wyatt Kaiser is because I do think there is top four upside in his game. Whereas, like I said with Kaiser, I think he's probably more of a second to third pairing defenseman. For Renzel, I have him projected as a second to first pairing offensive defenseman that could run the power player power play two for the Blackhawks moving forward. I'm super excited about Sam Renzel's development. Thought he had a really good World Juniors. Still needs to work on some things defensively, but there is a lot to like, a lot of upside, and a lot of runway in his game. It's going to be super fun to see him continuing to develop with the Golden Gophers, and we'll see when he decides to make the leap to professional hockey. All right, that wraps up part two of my Chicago Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. Make sure to be on the lookout for part three tomorrow morning as I dive into the top 10. Coming up in just a moment, I will talk about Jason Dickinson being the latest member of the Blackhawks to receive a contract extension and why his $4.25 million AAV is absolutely no big deal. But first, I need to talk to you all about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. The Winnipeg Jets could be winning the President's Trophy this season. Someone else could be snatching the Calder Trophy out of Connor Bedard's hand, sadly. However, Bedard still could return and put up enough points to go and win the Calder Trophy himself. And you could also be winning real big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. And all you have to do is simply select whether stars like Connor McDavid, Leon Drysidel, or Nathan McKinnon will score more than less uh, based on their sleeper projections for goals, assists, points, saves, and more in any given game. And right now, you can also go and use the promo code NHL in all caps, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with sleeper. Again. That's promo code NHL in all caps, and go and see Sleeper's Terms of Use right now for more details. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to go and help me out by hitting the like button, commenting down below, and subscribing for Celebrini. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, that tells me you don't want Macklin Celebrini here in Chicago. And also make sure to go and check out the new Lockdown Sports Today because Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown. Plus our national shows, covering every league. Make sure to go to lockdown sports today and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. All right. Segment three, following Nick Foligno's two year contract extension that he inked last Friday with a $4.5 million cap hit. If you want to hear more of my opinion on that deal, you can easily find the episode on the lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already uh, spoiler alert I absolutely love that deal for Nick Felino. and after he signed that extension we did hear him last weekend kind of tell the Blackhawks media uh, that he would also love to see Jason Dickinson be the next one to get an extension as well as Dickinson was projected to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season and I thought it was super cool to see Nick Felino kind of throw that love out there for his boy, the guy who gave up number 17 for Felino to come to the Blackhawks this year. Um, but I just thought it was cool to hear Foligno mention how big of a part Dickinson has been to this culture and how much he's meant to the young guys. And I thought the coolest was uh, when he said he would love to go to war with him a lot more in the future. Well, looked like Kyle Davidson might've been listening to Nick Felino because just yesterday Blackhawks got the deal done with Jason Dickinson, another two-year extension through the 2025-2026 season just like Nick Felino. and similarly to Foligno's contract as well Dickinson's cap hit over the next two years will be 4.25 million dollars and some people threw a little bit of a stink over that um it's really not that much of a big deal to me I'll get there in just a second but I first want to say Jason Dickinson is absolutely deserving of this contract extension throw the numbers to the side Dickinson has been awesome this season. He's really made the most of his opportunity playing in a top six role, and he's become a certified goal star, baby, and maybe even an NHL all-star slash rock star with the way that it looks like he's going to be going up to Toronto here in a couple of weeks as uh, Connor Bedard does not look like he's going to be able to make it, sadly, but Jason Dickinson is just such a good guy, man, and um, really has just gone about things the right way. Always been a responsible defensive first minded type of forward, but to see him do what he's done offensively this year has been awesome. And you know, out of his 14 goals that he has 13 have come from the even strength variety. A lot of them have been like curl and drag snipes. Like his confidence is just growing and growing and growing. And uh, hopefully that'll rub off on some of these guys and the way that he plays too. I hope that rubs off on some of those guys as well, but a cool quote here from Blackhawks general manager, Kyle Davidson, that I wanted to share with you all Quote, Jason adds a unique two-way game to our lineup and his compete level is consistently strong every night. He's showing his offensive game this year, which has been a huge lift to our team and his leadership has been instrumental and the impact has been evident around the room, particularly with our young guys. We're excited to bring him back and to see him continue to grow with our team. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited about that as well. Kind of as to what Nick Felino said, now they can kind of dig their roots in the ground here with the Blackhawks and really put in that investment in the future. And I also thought it was kind of funny to hear Dickinson say he was wishing that his contract extension was a little longer than two years because he sees what's growing here in Chicago. And I know it's been a tough season, Blackhawks fans, but I promise you there are brighter days coming. Yes, might still be a long time, but slow and steady is going to win this race. And that light at the end of the tunnel is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I promise when it's at its biggest, it is going to be a very fun time to be a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And it seems like Jason Dickinson and Nick Felino are both recognizing that. And I think it's really awesome that they've both signed on here to kind of lay the groundwork in Chicago rather than maybe going and cup chasing somewhere else. I think it really tells you what type of guys the Blackhawks have in their locker room. And I love to see it. But as far as why isn't this $4.25 million AAV a big deal for Jason Dickinson one, it's only for two years and it seems like Kyle Davidson is really telling us the plan that he's going to be going with this summer. seems like the Blackhawks are still going to be really patient and We're hearing more and more rumblings that they're not going to be all that active here this summer in free agency. I don't expect them to make big name splashes. Maybe sending someone like Max Domi, kind of those depth pieces are the expectation. So it doesn't seem like... 2025 2026 whenever dickinson and felino's deals come to an end doesn't really feel like the competitive window is going to be open all that much then so spending all this money isn't really going to hurt the blackhawks and also they still have a ton of money to spend if they wanted to this is not going to hinder them long term whatever in the summer of 2025 they still have north of 60 million dollars in cap space so For people to be so upset about this money, it just doesn't really make all that much sense to me whatsoever. People were like, well, we could have traded Jason Dickinson and gotten what, a second or a third round pick? The Blackhawks already have a boatload of those. It's time that we start establishing some good veteran presence here. And you need more than just prospects to win at the end of the day. So I really like keeping Jason Dickinson. Also, I think... This shows other players in the locker room right here, right now, and in the future that there is potential to get rewarded for playing well with this Blackhawks organization if you make the most of the opportunity and also kind of sets a tone in the locker room moving forward. Like, look at what Felino just got. Look at Dickinson. Look at what they just got. We work hard and grind it out and do a lot of good things on the ice. We could be in that same boat. And also, I think it really shows that the front office listens to what players want and no they're not going to go and accommodate everything that Nick Felino and Jason Dickinson want uh, and they're not going to make all the moves that they want but it shows that they care what their veterans think and they at least are intertwined with the rest of the players they're having these conversations they're listening to what they want I think that's a really good culture from the top to the bottom that Kyle Davidson is building within the Blackhawks locker room because just last weekend Nick Felino says hey I'd like to see Dickinson get a deal done it winds up getting done, and it wasn't a bad move for the Blackhawks. It was one that was smart and thought through. So uh, I think it shows that there's a good connection between the front office and what's going on in the locker room. And I also think this is a really good opportunity just for the Blackhawks moving forward. And think about this, Blackhawks fans. Whenever you see – I know Kane and Taves don't really do interviews, but Duncan Keith was on Spit and Chicklets a couple of years ago. Brent Seabrook has done a couple of interviews as well. And whenever you hear those guys talk, they mention, you know, the down days of the Blackhawks in the early 2000s before um, they drafted Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. And, you know, we, we hear Duncan Keith talk about veterans that were important to him, like Adrian Acoin or Mark Bell or Kyle Calder, guys along those lines. Do we ever think about them when, you know, bringing up the 2010, 2013, 2015 Blackhawk teams? No, but, there's no denying they were important in kind of building the foundation, showing some of those younger guys how to be pros. And I feel like Jason Dickinson and Nick Felino could kind of be those guys for this next era of the Chicago Blackhawks. And again, you can't just have all prospects on the roster. You got to have some veterans, and the window isn't even going to be open, basically, when these deals expire. So it's really no harm, no foul. Honestly, Jason Dickinson could have gotten $6 million and it wouldn't have cost the Blackhawks, So everyone just take a deep breath. There's no reason to be upset about this deal whatsoever, but it is pretty crazy to think that just over a year ago, Kyle Davidson acquired Jason Dickinson and a second round pick for the Vancouver Canucks just for Riley Stillman, who went on to play like, 30 games in the Canucks organization. They just wanted to dump Jason Dickinson's salary, but now here he is having a breakout kind of year, signing an extension with the Chicago Blackhawks. That's a heck of a move there by Kyle Davidson. And yeah, again, super excited to have a veteran leader like Jason Dickinson signed on for the next two years alongside his good buddy, Nick Foligno. All right, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts and to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it's uploaded each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too. And make sure to go and follow my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, everyone stay safe, stay warm. It's going to do it from today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.